Cape Talk. Plan B with Rebecca Davis. Plan B with Rebecca Davis, and Rebecca joins me in the studio. Hello. Hello. <laughs> You're giggling very naughtily. <laughs> oh well, let's um, yeah, let's start start with the politics. Um, get that out of the way. Yes, politics. What a week. Uh, yeah, Ace Derek Kanakum, uh, public protector, SARS commissioner's appointment. Cyril Ramaphosa. Now is the time to grow a pair of, of testicles. Or testicles. <laughs> I'd prefer ovaries. It really is the time to stand up and be counted because he now, I mean, what happened on Thursday night, the statement from Ace Magashule about Derek Hanekom was, I honestly could not believe my eyes when I read it. I thought I was on drugs because it was such an extraordinary breach of protocol to use the ANC's official channels to send out what was this completely unverified attack on a veteran, a veteran of the struggle, a veteran of the And of course NC. the NEC meeting from tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. And that's going to be very interesting. The NEC-NEC is meeting, but that also begs the question, what happened that made the NC Secretary General send out that statement about Hanekom when the NC spokesperson, Pulemabe, was on SABC just a few hours earlier saying, we're just going to discuss it at the NEC meeting. Nobody needs to jump to any conclusions. He was urging caution. And Magashule clearly just Went rogue. It. Went ro- rogue. But it's not the first time he's gone rogue. It's not the first time. The point is Ram- Ramaphosa has to bring him under control. And Ramaphosa's public protector problem is clearly also just... Just spiraling. I mean, the fact that today News 24 reports the public protector is now investigating the appointment of the SARS commissioner, Edward Kieswetter, which you might recall is the issue that the EFF has been bang on about that has already been tested in court and found to be baseless. But, but And you can clear this up for me. The public protector investigates once there's a complaint. But yes. what goes to the top of the pile, what's prioritized, That's is her, up, up to, to her, her discretion. Absolutely. So the point is that her office is besieged with complaints from what Tuli Madonsela used to call the Gogo Dlamini's. Right. There are all these complaints from these poor, you know, old women and, you know, people who really need help around the country come to the public protector with these issues that sometimes are basically life and death. And what this woman is choosing to focus on is effectively the EFF's personal to-do list. It's as if she is the EFF's (laughs) private prosecutor, not the public protector. (laughs) You know, Ramaphosa needs to put the 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 steps in motion for Parliament to dismiss Busiziwa Mkobane and he needs to get hold of Ace Mag- uh, to get control of Ace Magashule because the ANC is splintering But that all speaks to what he can do because of what's happening behind the scenes in the ANC. That's right. And he clearly is hamstrung. But this is why I say now he needs to show. Now he needs to stand up and be counted because otherwise this party is either going to fracture or we're going to see Ramaphosa making some untenable compromises which will leave the governance of this country worse off. I don't see another way out. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about more romantic things. <laughs> and I love this, the Stanford study into what, how couples meet and, and why they stay together and why they split up. Yes. Which, in fact, is the first nationally representative study um, of same-sex unions. Same-sex and opposite-sex. Yes, the whole, both. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. Um, yes, that's right. And what it has found is that online dating or dating via, uh, via apps has officially come of age. Come of age to the point where it is now the most common way for couples in America, heterosexual couples, to meet. So we can officially say that the stigma 
attached to, you know, meeting someone on Tinder, meeting someone on OkCupid or whatever site must surely now be a thing of the past. Your Almost forty percent on Tinder, although my friends who are on Tinder, I have to say the pickings are slim out there. It, it does seem that perhaps in South Africa there's a different culture around Tinder. Mm. But here's some other interesting stats from that study, Mel. One of the things is that university romances used to be a lot bigger than they were. You'd find your partner in college and basically stick with them for the rest of life because you knew you wouldn't get the same opportunities to meet people. I mean, that's one of the theories. Now they suggest the reason why people have less qualms about ditching their university boyfriends and girlfriends is because of the advent of Tinder, etc., where if that doesn't work out, you simply move on to the next big there's thing. There's simply more options out there. There's more, there's more options out there. Also on the out, workplace romance, which hit a massive... Um, high in the 80s, probably because women were suddenly entering offices in great in greater numbers, or at least had become kind of entrenched by that time, and now are really uncommon. It's really uncommon for people to meet people romantically through work. I think that's just a reflection of our changing culture, you know, the Me Too movement. People are much mm. more careful these days about, I think, putting up professional boundaries at work, and I'm all for that, frankly. I've Absolutely. got no tears to shed about that. Um, I was going to ask you a personal question about... Um about how you met your wife. I met my wife in real life at a club. It's okay. not very romantic, but that's also something I wanted to tell you. That apparently now our love stories are getting much shorter. So by 2017, it was taking people an average of just 37 words to tell the story of how they met their partner. So these clearly aren't like, oh, I was in Paris walking down the towpath of the Seine and I was carrying books and they fell. You know, this is literally I went on Tinder or I went to a club. Do you have a better one? A better love story? A better love story. I met my husband when he, when we were 17 and then, uh, we got married when we were 35. That, I mean, no, but we didn't stay together. We went off in, in our different ways and then we came back together in our, in our 30s. That is really quite remarkable because that's another increasingly uncommon thing. Childhood sweethearts used to be all the rage, particularly in America and now again, really on the outs. But you, Mel, are I go against the grain. You go against the grain. Trendsetter. <laughs> Um, listen, um, and in a shameless punt for your best-selling book, um, Self-Helpless, a cynic search for sanity available in all major bookstores right now. Um, let's talk about the Danish art of Nixon. It is, in fact, Dutch. I apologize, Mel. That was my bad. Dutch, Danish, tomato, tomato. Um, this I was about to say, because the Danes have brought out all these books about the, higa, the art higa, higa. of the huga. Or yeah, the, higa, I was, higa. <laughs> That's right. This is the latest. Well, you basically wrap yourself in a blanket and sit by a fireplace all day. It's the best way to live ever. This is the new lifestyle concept sweeping the world. It's called Nixon. And as the word might suggest from Afrikaans, you do Nixon. You do Nixon. It is about doing nothing. So the idea is that practices like mindfulness encourage us to be more plugged in, to focus more on what we're doing and think about it and really take, you know, take cognizance of what's going on. Nixon, opposite. You just focus on nothing. So the suggestion is, that I do Nixon at least a million times a day. Well, you think you do, probably. But the idea is that it's actually more hard to practice than you think because our idea of relaxation in the modern world is watching Netflix, listening to yeah. podcasts, you know, re- reading Nixon a book. Nixon literally staring Nixon, into space? Exactly. Nixon okay. involves unplugging from all of that and literally. So they say you must practice sitting and daydreaming, sit on a bench, just sit in your car and stare out the window sounds a bit depressing. Or do any kind of semi-automatic activity. If you're really good at knitting, you could just knit. That would not be a semi-automatic activity for me, I must say. But anything you can do sort of on autopilot. So is the only difference with meditation is there's a semi-automatic activity involved. 
The difference between meditation is that meditation is encouraging you towards a goal, which is to clear your mind, you know, to focus perhaps on a candle, etc. Nixon is just about kind of letting yourself <laughs> atrophy into nothing. It's just giving in, just being like, I'm doing nothing. There's nothing going on here. No brain activity. It's over. And Mel, I'm all for it. I'm How go often home should it you now. be practicing? At, at least a few times a week. I mean, I think it probably... You've just come from a press conference. I'm sure you did a Nixon there. <laughs> I may have done a little tiny Nixon. And Fast and I might be doing a little Nixon at Club Duvet as well. <laughs> so the idea is that what? Once a day, you tune out completely and just stare into space and hope that and nobody raps on your window. Correct. And it's a way of supposedly kind of refreshing yourself, just taking yourself out of the, the modern you know, whirlwind for a second and just being. Do you practice meditation every day? Not every day, but I do try, Mel. I do try. Um, but I do it the cheat way, which is with an app. You know, I'm not... Strong-minded enough yet to be able to just... When my house has gone fully feral, then I pull out the app and I play the chirping birds and I tell my children (laughs) to sit in the lotus position and to be quiet and just breathe. It does for about five minutes, and then they go feral again. But but, but it is a, a handy little app to have on your phone. Absolutely, when there's absolute chaos. Strongly recommend it. Rebecca Davis, Plan B. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mel.